HBCA Conversations with Black Voices. Welcome to Between the Pew. Between the Pew is brought to you by African American Ministries. AAM exists to provide ways to support African Americans within the Presbyterian Church in America. What's good, fam? Welcome to another episode of Between the Pew. Yep, here we are. (laughs) My name is Janelle Chavis, and I'm co-hosting today with the Charles McKnight. What's good, bro? Hey, just living a dream one day at a time. Yeah. How you doing today? That's T-U-H-D-A-Y, today. 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 How you doing today? Look, it's the end of the day, and the Lord brought me through it, so I'm Mm -hmm. grateful. And I'm going to go to sleep later tonight and hope that the Lord wakes me up to live another day. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's what's up. So listeners, y'all know that here at Between the Pew, we get a chance to sit down with Black people in the PCA all across the country mm-hmm. and just hear a little bit about them and how they found their way into the PCA, a denomination that is only like 1% Black. Y'all know that already. Today, we have the pleasure to chop it up with Devin Coleman. Devin and his wife, Deja, live in Columbia, South Carolina. He is the pastoral intern at Columbia Presbyterian Church right there in Columbia. He's also in his last year, thank yes. you, Jesus, yes, last Lord. year <laughs> of his MDiv program, his Master of Divinity program at RTS Charlotte, Reformed Theological Seminary Charlotte. Welcome to Between the Pew, Devin. Man, thank y'all for having me. Yeah. yeah, welcome, man. Y'all can't see it, but this brother looking clean right now. This brother got a fresh haircut. He look like he ready to go, man. It's good to good to see you, Devin, man. Glad to have you with us on yeah. this evening. Man. Yeah. So listen, I Devin, so I actually met you back in October. Yep, yep. I think it was October. My husband uh-huh. and I went to Columbia for a conference training. You know, get just really just training black ministry leaders who do ministry at HBCUs. And let me tell y'all, I will say, Devin, I really appreciated the hospitality that you guys gave us when we were there. I'm going to say that right now. Y'all, Devin took us to a ref, maybe it was a seafood. Was it a seafood? Oh, yeah. There was a seafood place, one of them nice places. Yeah, Yeah. that was one of them on the church budget places. I was like, Devin, you ain't coming up out your pocket on this. The church taking care of this, right? And so he said, yeah. So shout out to Gentino and the homies at Cola Mm -hmm. Press. They hooked us up. Yep, yep. The brother took us out, eat at a nice little restaurant. Charles is about five hours late, but he did show I, but up. Look, man, y- y'all <laughs> know I'd be on capital CP time. See, that's CP time, then there's capital CP time. We I just like- try to I try to show up before everybody leaves. That's my goal. Well, mission accomplished. I think we were probably paying the tab. <laughs> I was. I was. That's but, crazy. But we hadn't left yet. <laughs> Yeah. You got there like what, like 10 minutes before? Like we was look, man, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, but anyways, we say all this to say I enjoyed meeting you back then. And I in that moment, I was like, you know what? I really want to hear Devin's story and let the people hear his story. So I'm happy that you are here with us today. Mm. On today. So let's get this thing going. Uh, Devin, first, just tell us a little bit about yourself, where where you're from, where your people from. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, this might be complicated. So if you're not from South Carolina, um, this might be what? Yeah, you might not know exactly, but I'm from a little town called Pageland, South Carolina, which if you don't know from Columbia, you get on I-20 East towards Florence. Everybody know where Florence is. And then you take a couple back roads and you end up in the middle of nowhere. And there's a Dollar General and a food line. And that's Pageland. (laughs) Okay. Hey, brother, let me stop you right there. The fact that you said that everybody knows where Florence is and that's your point of reference lets you know just how in the country you from. Uh, 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 Janelle, you Janelle, you know where Florence is? Don't lie. You ain't got no clue where no darn Florence, no South Carolina is. I'm not going to lie. I had I no figured. idea. Oh, man. Dang. I'm well, sorry. That's I'm how sorry. small it is, though. That's it. That's it. But it's Pageland. Y'all putting it on the map, though. Pageland. Shout out to all the homies in Pageland. If you listening to us in Pageland, God bless you. God bless you. I can not I can tell you, I can't think of a single person right now who I think. Man, maybe, if I, maybe if I send this to the fam. Maybe if I send this like to yeah. my, to my, to my We'll shoot you the dad. link. We'll shoot you the link. Okay, so you, good. You They'll can share it with them. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Oh, but yeah. So grew up in Pageland, South Carolina. Um, went to school there. Spent my entire life in Pageland until I came off to school in 2014 to USC Columbia, which is how I ended up in Columbia. So um, I came to faith at a very early age. I mean, like if somebody asked me when, um, honestly, I don't think I can just pinpoint an exact date. Um, All I knew is that my my daddy preached the gospel uh, Sunday in, Sunday out. And Mm -hmm. somewhere along the way, I came to to know Jesus, to trust in him. so that was, that happened literally, I would say maybe before I was even like six or seven. Uh, so that was, a okay. so yeah, so raised as a PK, uh, my dad was a preacher. And so that kind of shaped a lot of the way that I did uh, life and understood church and a lot of things. But we can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, tell, tell the folks real quick what denomination though your pops is a uh, pastor and uh, pastor then. Yeah, uh, the Afri- the African Methodist the. Episcopal Zion Church. A-M-E-Z. Hey, throw it up. And fun fact, <laughs> uh, me and Devin's pops, my pops and his pops actually serve in the same district. Uh, Wait, that, what? With oh, the yeah. AME Zion Church. So we both some Zion boys on, on the line tonight. Oh, let, them know know how, let them know how us Zion people get down. We've been, we been uh, kind of baptizing babies. Kind of. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I went off to school at USC in 2014 and um, majored in history and okay. gradu- graduated in 18. And uh, I thought I thought I was just going to go into the regular, you know, workforce. I was going to I'd actually had taken an internship at uh, the state house in the House Ways and Means Committee. Wow. And oh. I was there. Um, for about a a year and a half, it transitioned actually into a full time position, and then I still felt the Lord calling me to some form of ministry, and left it and went to RTS, and I had no idea what I was what I was in for, and that is the real abbreviated version. So if y'all, want yeah. Me to back mm-hmm. What's crazy, Devin, is like we've talked a lot of times before, but I don't know if I knew that part of your story. So you basically saying you are on your Barack track. Uh, Obama, that is not Old Testament Barack for those that might not 
get it. But you were on that trajectory. Like you were you were out here trying to change some policy or at least mm-hmm. get up in there in the judicial system or something. That's what you were trying to do? Well, I wouldn't say like maybe not like so much so as like politics, but I did kind of want to like work behind the scenes. Um mm-hmm. I felt like that would be more of where I would be most effective. Um but that didn't work out for me, clearly. Um the Lord had other plans. But yeah, that's what that's what I was going to do. Um and the Lord just kind of came in and switched switched all that up. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me this. How did the Lord use kind of that trajectory? Because a lot of times, even though the Lord moves you on a different path, you can look yeah. back and say, I see how that other path actually helped lead to this particular fork in the road where I could go this new direction. What were some things from that direction where you were moving, where you can look back and see that it was clear that the Lord was using that to prepare you for the ministry track that he has you on now? Yeah, I mean... Mm. I think one of the biggest things was um, while I was there, while I was at the uh, the state house, actually between that and finishing up at USC in 2018, ran into a couple of folks who actually uh, went to first press. Gotcha. Um, and so that's kind of how I got plugged in with that local body. Mm-hmm. And then from there, that's kind of how I uh, got in touch with, a few pastors um, that were at first prayers at the time. Uh, one of them uh, was the name, his name was Gabe Fleur. Um, and he was kind of the uh, discipleship minister there for a while. And so I remember I was able to get in touch with him and we talked and like, that was a good, he wasn't, he obviously didn't have a state house connection, but it was the people who also were at first prayers who also were at the state house kind of, kind of drew me into there. And that's kind of how I got like the, for lack of better words, like the catapult into this whole reform Presbyterian world that I had yet to know, well, had yet to know that it actually existed. So <laughs> mm. so basically up to this point, you were still all in the black church, in the AME Zion church to be specific, right? Yeah, I was up in the AME Zion church until at least end of 2017 to beginning of 2018. Mm. Can All you right. talk about that transition? What uh-huh. was it? What was it? Charles is probably saying the exact same thing. Uh-huh. We both over here curious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, where should I even start? Um, I'll tell you where to start. <laughs> tell me. Start with what what your daddy said to you. Oh wow! Yeah. So it was crazy because we had talked about ministry or potentially going into ministry. I want to say way back before I graduated high school. That was a conversation mm. that he and I had. And it never really went that far because when we were uh we were talking about, you know, experiencing a call, what that looked like, um, he always told me, I don't want you to go into the ministry just because I'm your dad and you that's all you see me do. So like yeah. you need to know that this is a real call from the Lord. And I was like, Amen. I appreciate that. And then on top of that, when I when I finally asked him, I was like, how would I know if I'm ready? He was just like Get back to me in a few years. And if you think you still feel that call. Hey, (laughs) that's old school. Yeah, I like it. Go ahead. So I was like, okay. Um, And so, yeah, I was actually on a ministerial uh, pathway, whatever you want to call it. I actually was, um, Charles, you might can help me out. Local minister? Yes, I was was licensed as a local minister. Yeah. Mm. um, And like. 2017 ish and so i was going strong and then i want to say 
when I started kind of like having a little bit of maybe I'll just say slight shift in convictions about certain things mm. um, from my own personal study, from reading, from wrestling. And I think all of the I'll just say the general sanctification experience that I had in college. Um, I'll say we I, I remember talking to my dad and telling him, I don't necessarily think AME Zion is going to be the way for me to go. Um, just mm. given how the Lord has been dealing with me when it comes to like certain things that, that I, that I'm starting to see the scriptures teach. And we had a conversation and I think the crazy, the biggest thing was for him, it wasn't even necessarily doctrine. I mm. think that played a part of it. I think his biggest worry was me being in a context, uh, where it was predominantly white and mm-hmm. he thought, or he felt that. I think some of the, what he would say, maybe giftings and talents that maybe that he's seen, he was like, are you going to be able to fully express yourself in mm. the context as a preacher, as a minister of the gospel? Right. And, and that was a huge question. And yep. that's one that I think I am still wrestling with. Um, Amen. And I think to this day, like to his credit, like he had a point and mm-hmm. I, like, I don't take what he said lightly on that. Um, but it was rough. He did not want me to uh, go into the, to the ARP at the time, now PCA, he didn't want me to, he didn't want me to, uh, to go into a reformed Presbyterian ministry just because he, he thought that would, he just didn't think that would be the, the best, uh, environment for me to be in as, as yeah. a minister. And that's something that I think he, we've definitely since now we can kind of look back and laugh at it and he's fully like supported me now. Um, but we went through a season where we just did not see eye to eye. And that was kind of that was kind of tough. Mm, man, yeah. I bet yeah. that was I bet that was. So can you talk a little bit about how you first got exposed to the PCA? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, if I can, I mean, I'll backtrack a little bit. So I, I ended up in ARP first, um, <laughs> Associate Reform Presbyterian, if, yeah. you know, if anybody needs to. To know yeah that's good listening. go um, ahead uh, Devin school to school to folks you you a smart guy go ahead let let us know let us let us, let us know what's the difference between the ARP and the PCA boy basic you level got, at a basic level on the most basic level what's yeah. your answer to what what's the biggest difference you've experienced being in both worlds so I'd say the most basic the basic difference right now is ARP is definitely more of your rural Southern. Um, and I know there's a lot of that PCA too, but the biggest thing I think, uh, or at least for me, the biggest difference was, and I don't really mean this to like, even to try to, you know, just boost y'all up. But the biggest difference also for me was uh, there is no African-American ministries uh, ARP. Yeah. But there is an African-American ministries BCA. Um, but no, that I mean, you got some like doctrinal issues, too, where mm-hmm. they they affirm women deacons mm-hmm. um, and PCA. That's kind of not a thing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I can't tell you when it comes back to like the history of how PCA ended up. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you that. So Yeah, that's um, real. Don't worry. You'll be able to soon. If you want to get ordained, you're going to be able to answer that question. You'll be able to answer it. But you ended up at an ARP church. Talk yeah. to us a little bit about your experience there and then how you came to shift over to the PCA world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't even know what ARP was. Um, I just knew it was like I knew that it was a big Presbyterian church. And I was like, I, I think I'm starting to line a little bit here doctrinally. So mm-hmm. let me go here. I went. Um, 
I was like the one piece of pepper in the salt shaker. Hey, I ain't never heard that before. That's some old, uh, <laughs> that's some, uh, where you say you from again? Pageland. Pageland. That's what? some old Pageland. I, I've heard a fly in the milk. I've heard that before. What? You ain't never heard fly in the milk? You the no. only fly in the milk. Oh no. yeah, I've heard fly in the milk. <laughs> what, I what it was the buttermilk though. Buttermilk, they say buttermilk? Fly in the buttermilk. I thought it was. Okay. I've uh, never heard of that. For our, white, for our white allies listening, black folk got a lot of uh, metaphors to describe being the only black person in a space. So uh, the only only speck of pepper in the salt shaker. That was yes, you, Danny. Go yes, ahead. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually had started, I came under care um, and the, I think at the time it would have been the Catawba Presbytery for the ARP. What does that mean? What's coming under care mean? So you want to go into the ministry, right? Yep. And so mm-hmm. in addition to actually being approved by the session um, of your church, um, they kind of they have to recommend you to be a student under care, uh, which all that means is you're training right now uh, to be in the ministry, like ordained ministry as a teaching elder in the in the Presbyterian context. That's true. And, t- and typically during that time frame, they expect you to have some kind of internship. They expect you to be doing some type of formal theological or seminary training. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's still where I am right now, even yep. on the PCA side of things. But that's kind of the cool. uh, the short thing, <clears throat> yep. the short, you know, thing of what it means to be in uh, under care. But yeah, um, transitioning between ARP to, to PCA. So actually what caused me to transition from ARP to PCA and again, I'm really not trying. Oh yeah, I'm gonna boost y'all up. It was African American Ministries PCA, 100. percent Really? Um, really? Yeah. So come I, on, I keep talking about that. that. Make me make us feel good. Say something else nice. No, I'm being like 100. Like I'm being real. I'm being real. I um. So I remember I had a conversation with uh. I was under the pastor of discipleship at the time. Uh, his name was uh Gapler, mm-hmm. and um he's the pastor at First Pres of uh, I think Chattanooga. Now he's taking another call um, since then. But I remember I was under him. I was working closely with him. And uh, I remember we had a serious conversation about what his future ministry looked like for me. Um, it probably wasn't going to be at uh, First Pres, And it probably wasn't going to be, um, for that matter, in any of like um, your average ARP congregations. Not because there's anything bad about ARP. It's just culturally, it would have just been incredibly difficult um mm-hmm. and that's and that's me talking now in the pca um yeah yeah and so i remember he pointed me in the direction of P, in, of the pca and was like this might be a good fit or a better fit for for future long-term ministry um mm. especially mm. in a reformed presbyterian context so we talked about it and then honestly i just somehow i think i saw something about AAM either on Facebook or it was somewhere, but I just kind of went on y'all's website and put in my name and the email and it was like somebody will get in touch with you. So Uh-oh. I did that. And then I wonder, I don't know when it was, maybe it was a, a few days or maybe a few weeks later, I eventually got an email from, it was either Kelly, Howard or Charles. I don't know which one of <laughs> it was one of y'all, but I got an email from y'all. And it was like, hey, let's set up a Zoom meeting, yada, yada, yada. And okay. um, so once I finally 
saw on that Zoom call three, well, two other uh, African-American brothers that were in a reformed and Presbyterian context, which is two more than I've seen. In the <laughs> ARP context. That's real. Wow. Um, no disrespect. If there are some other ARP African-American brothers out there, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But and so I was like, all right. I feel like this is going to be a better fit because I already kind of feel like this would be just a good fit when it comes uh, just to, to cultural stuff. And so mm-hmm. after that happened, I went back and talked to Gabe and then we talked again about PCA stuff. And then he introduced me. He was like, yo, so there's a dude that's in the PCA that I want to introduce you to. He's a really cool friend of mine. His name is David Gentino. Uh-huh. Like, okay. All right, cool. And so we sat down, had some coffee, we talked, and David was like, yep, we would for sure um, have a position here, like a pastoral internship position. Um, so would you be cool? Like, would you would you want to come on? And so I talked about it, prayed about it, talked about it with Deja a lot. Yes. Um, did we did we mention Deja earlier? I don't remember if I said it or not, but yeah. Okay. Okay. I was about to say, listeners, brothers married, got a boot yes. thing, Deja. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we, t- my, my, uh, at then my, f- at that time, my fiance, now my wife, we talked about it. Um, when it comes to just like thinking through what would it look like for us to really try to do this thing? Um, and like what context was going to be better for us? Um, even mm-hmm. as a family, we was like, okay, like we need to, like, we're going to have, uh, a black baby. Are we gonna like, are we gonna be able to raise this child? Um, that's real talk, the, man. In real. the local church context, like that we're in, and so we that's talked right. about it. We visited Columbia Press a few times, um, visited some more, and then eventually I applied for the position. Came on, and I think that was around like December of twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, so that was that's that's kind of how it all played out, but it was. It was a lot of just talking through what what does it look like to be in these spaces. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Devin, let me pause you right there for a second, because we'd be remiss not to not to encourage you to take some time to tell us about your queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about Queen Deja. Yeah. Uh, so me and her been down since middle school. Uh, oh, snap. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, I love it. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> Hashtag, hashtag black love, bro. Hashtag black love. Keep going. Devin, I'm going to let you keep going, but let me tell you something. So I was, uh, I do this because I do a lot of social media stuff for AAM. So I'll like be stalking people's Facebook pages and stuff. So I'm on your Facebook page, right? And I'm like looking at, and I get on Deja's and I'm like, I'm going back to profile pictures and I'm like seeing you in profile pictures from like 24. 13, no, 2015, 2014, 2013. I'm like, he's been in the picture with Deja for a minute. I thought you was going to say you went back to like 2007. I mean, like 2010, 2011. I was going to say, don't look at this. Uh, yeah. man, I was like going, I was looking at the dates. I was like, this is them at like prom. This is them at like, yeah. like y'all been around for a minute together. That's what's up. But go ahead. Tell uh, us about, tell us about Deja. So it was, um. I want to say the first time that I saw her and that she would have seen me would have been, she was in sixth grade and I was in seventh grade at New Heights Middle School, also in Pageland. And um, I remember it was student of the month time or whatever. She had won apparently for sixth grade. I had won for uh, seventh grade. Look at y'all. Y'all some old talented 10th type Negroes. Go ahead. (laughs) 
we were meeting up um, in the middle of the foyer. It was like the big hawk statue because that was our mascot. And I remember I looked at her. And I remember she looked at me. And she probably wouldn't like me to tell the story this way. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure, like, she was looking at me before I looked at her. Oh, no, nah, see, see, this is what we mess up, dog. No, we know that's not true. That's but not keep true. going with your story. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Nah, but um, so we saw each other then. And I was like, oh, she's kind of cute. And then that's kind of, mm-hmm. we just left it at that. And mm-hmm. then finally, the next year, when I was in eighth grade and she was in seventh grade, um, we both were in beta club. And I remember that's mm-hmm. when we like officially, officially was like, oh, I think I might want to like try to, I was like, I want to try to talk to this girl. And so eighth grade is actually when we technically started, like, I guess, dating for the first time. Wow. Like if, we, if you include middle school, like if people, I know some people don't include that, but like if you include middle school, we was we were dating since then. And uh, Oh my goodness. Middle school. <laughs> All <laughs> right, listen, Deja, Deja has walked in the building. <laughs> nah, um, nah, that's what's up. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, I, I guess I was I was speeding up too fast, but I, I wanted to hear how because you were talking about when you guys were trying to think through this mm-hmm. and uh, did Deja grow up in the AME Zion Church as well? How did she feel? Kind of mm-hmm. She grew up um, United Methodist, um, but it was black United Methodist. Yeah. yeah. OK. And um, I say practically speaking there wouldn't have been too much of a difference between how her church experience would have been and my mm-hmm. own mm-hmm. Yeah. um it was culturally pretty much the same yep. and since it's both methodist i think right. doctrinally would have been the same too so for the most part we had the same church experience um but i think what was a little bit tougher when we started having the conversations is I kind of had already delved into the space um whereas Deja kind of was a little bit more reserved mm-hmm. and with that dynamic taking place like it took us really sitting down and saying like okay we we had to talk through like what is it that we're giving up and I think she was able to see that more than I was because at the moment I think I was more sold on just the doctrine and the teaching, which is right. Don't get me wrong, extremely important. Yeah. She like, yeah, that's good, but I'm a black woman and you a black man. <laughs> yes. And if we're gonna do this thing, the Lord might bless us with some black children. So what you got us in? <laughs> exactly. Is that accurate? Is that an accurate that summary? Is, that is 110 percent accurate. Sorry. You know how I know that's accurate? Because I got a black wife too. And I know say. what she said. And I'm on the call with another black wife and I, of a and team. I am a black wife, so and I, I get it. Believe it or not, that is the normal. Yep way these things go so tell me how mm-hmm. y'all navigated that particular let's just call it tension yeah, yeah yeah um i mean i wish i could like you know gloss over it and be like oh it just kind of worked out you know well immediately Nah, but if i'm being honest it did not we uh mm-hmm. we but we butt heads yeah um, mm-hmm. we butt heads i think probably for a good two years we butt heads that's mm-hmm. real bro um, tell the truth man go ahead and we were so we had we had gotten engaged, um, or I had I proposed to her in August of nineteen, and um, I think that kind of like melted the dot a little bit. Um, mm. you know, that was fluffy times, and that yeah, was, yeah, 
Uh, but then after that, it kind of came back a little bit when like the reality still set in like, oh yeah, we still doing this. Yeah, we still mm-hmm. doing this. Um, and so I think uh, what ended up happening was we had to come to a compromise, which is also, I think, where the PCA came in. Um, so the the local the local church that we had been a part of um, beforehand, I think, was just really starting to, I think, I think she was starting to feel like increasingly culturally alienated. That's fair. That's fair. I, yeah. We get it. We get it, and bro. It was nothing to the people, nothing against the people that are the people. Of course not. Yeah. So no. kind and yeah. loving, mm-hmm. um, all of that good stuff. It was just at the end of the day, it didn't change the fact that when you walked in, um, you're just like, man, I, I wish I could see somebody that looked like me. Absolutely. Yeah, man. And I think because Deja was actually willing to like be more upfront about how she was feeling in that regard. And I think she kind of helped me to see too, like, Hey, it's okay. You don't actually have to put your cultural affinity aside um, to, to be a part of this. Um, Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't necessarily have to feel like you have to leave who you are at the door when you come into the church. Yes. Um, And that's not saying that that was being forcibly done. It's just saying the reality of you can't necessarily expect, for that to change overnight, especially when you might be the one or two who are just there. Um, Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so the compromise came in. um, We talked about the PCA and we put that on the table and that's when we started visiting Columbia press. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think she was, when she was there, she felt a little bit more at home, a little bit more, um, I think able to, I don't want to say fit in, but she didn't stick. We didn't stick out as much. Yeah. Um, as much. I say as much. And Gentino yeah. can listen to this, but he know we still got a lot of work to do. Yeah. 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 Well, so, tell us well, with that. Just tell us a little bit about the makeup of mm-hmm. Cola Prez. And before you do that, man, personal shout out to my man, David Gentino. Like <laughs> this dude is the homie. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's ride or die. The brother got a testimony. The brother is as cool as they come. I mean, he white boy cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. Uh, and, and so, man, I just want to, I'd be remiss if I didn't give my own personal shout out to the big homie, Gentino. Like his name is David, but who going to call you David when your last, your last name is Gentino? Name Gentino. <laughs> so we just call him Gentino. I call him G for short. But shout out to Gentino and the family at Cola Press. Go ahead, Devin. Shout okay. out. So <clears throat> you said, tell me uh, about the makeup for there. Yeah, just give us, give people a snapshot of Cola Prayers that, that might not be familiar with the work yeah. in the ministry. So it's a little bit, um, it's definitely a younger congregation. That's like the first thing that comes to mind. It's incredibly mm-hmm. young. And it's made up of a lot of, I would say, young, prof- like from college students to young professionals to like mid to young adults. Like it's, that's kind of like the, the majority of the population. And you got... <clears throat> It is, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. It is like predominantly, it's predominantly white. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, it's a growing number, I would say, of international students that come. And I think tip, like typically from coming from CIU, uh, Columbia mm-hmm. International University. Okay. You got, they come, they trickle in. Um, you got at least since I've been there, and we've kind of grown in this area too. 
uh, quite a few African American like members. Like there's some black folks that's come that started to trickle in there. Um, okay. Y'all saw. In addition to the whole campus outreach, uh, Benedict Squad. Right. We got more that's been kind of coming in. Um, again, still predominantly white, but for the most part, it's like you can tell where it's like the seeds are being planted. Um, and I think it can really kind of, really, you know, be reflective um, on a larger scale of like what the actual demographic is for Columbia. Um, but you got, I'm trying to think. We just brought on microwave. Did y'all meet Mike when y'all were there? <laughs> is that the dude from out in Cali? The LA dude, uh, his oh, yeah, yo, absolutely. yo, Mike Mackle. is a homie too. Mackle. We ain't even gonna, we gonna talk about that time we were hanging out that night. All of us were out there around yes. the little campfire and the little bonfire. Man, we were having a good time, boy. We were doing some old school rap ciphers, yep. and we were just having a, a a great time. But yeah, Mike's the big homie for real, man. Shout oh, yeah. out to Mike. So we got Mike, and then we got Trevor, who's also a California dude. Uh, okay. White guy, but he's tatted up. Like you look at him, you see him on the <laughs> you see him on a Sunday morning in the pulpit. You like, oh dang, he preaching. You like, I <laughs> <laughs> love it. So it's um honestly, it's a uh, Cola Prez is I think a a beautiful, growing, vibrant, incredibly young, um, Reformed Presbyterian church that's kind of growing. Yeah, uh, it's urban. I think that's probably a way that I would describe yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As urban as you can get for being in Columbia, South Carolina. I mean, it's still, I get you. Mm-hmm. So, um, Devin, you, you start, you, when did you first start going to Cola Press? Was that 2019? Or yeah, it would have been, yeah, it would have been, well, actually, it would have been beginning of 2020, end of 2019, beginning of 2020, on and off. Okay. Okay. So, and, and you already mentioned Benedict a little bit. Talk about your role at Cola Press and yeah. weave in Benedict and what you guys are doing there. Yeah. Um, so I'm a pastoral intern, which basically means I am a pastor in training, but also with a ton of other duties. Mm. Uh, so with that being said, one of those things that I actually get to be involved in that I'm actually really excited about is um, Benedict ministry. Um, so our church actually houses uh, campus outreach for the region. Mm-hmm. And they recently started a work at Benedict College, which HBCU. And yes. um, I actually have been able to kind of go um, and do a little bit of a part-time work mostly, but actually be involved with them as they do campus ministry um, at Benedict. And so that's kind of a part of my role at CPC. And that's been fun, man. That's mm-hmm. been fun. And I think like that has really energized me, um, even being in a reformed Presbyterian context, because mm-hmm. it's like I still get to do ministry um, and not just to, you know, those in my local congregation, but also like I get to do ministry still to like African-American college students. And yes. that, that's, pretty, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, yes. That's like that's a. I, I would say my heart um, has been there since I was in college. And actually, mm-hmm. that's what I really wish I would have actually had um, at USC, to be honest. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's been that's been crazy. Um, it's been we started, I want to say, August of last year. So we ain't even a full year in this baby yet. Um, yeah. But by the Lord's grace, it has been growing slowly but surely. Um, mm hmm. 
And starting to form a little crew, starting to form a little crew. Yeah. Well, you know, when we were there last October, I think that was, we were able to stay the weekend and then go to church at Cola Prez that Sunday. And there were, I got to even meet, like, I don't know, it may have been, it may have been 10 Ooh. Benedict students That's what's up. came yep. that Sunday and I was, I was excited. I was hype. I was like, y'all are cool. Just even just hanging out with them after the service and whatnot. Yep. So yeah, that's, that's some exciting, exciting things that are going on. With hey, Devin, go ahead and give a shout out to the rest of your team members. I know that you're not over there laboring by yourself at Bennett oh, no. and we'd be remiss not to, not to, not to shout out uh, the other homeless on, on campus with you, who you got on your team. Yeah, so the main laborer in the vineyard is a girl named Ty Williams. Um, Ty Williams. What's up, Ty? Shout out to you, Ty. <laughs> Ty, Ty, Ty. Ty. Shout out to Ty. She literally has the most, like, with her all, like, most students with her all the time. Like, Ty is, like, involved in, like, two or three different Bible studies on campus. She knows every, like, she knows all the places to go. She tells us where to go. <laughs> um she like knows who to get in touch with like all the connect like ty is the is she is like the vanguard right now for mm. us. um well shout out to the black women young black women that is um moving in their anointing out here in mm-hmm. these spaces <laughs> praise the lord real talk man come on man yes, real sir. talk like shout out man this is that's encouraging man who else you got on the team so we got uh aaron hicks aaron hicks he's a uh, aaron's he's the more contemplative of us. Okay. All right. Um, but he is probably one of the deepest dudes that I know. Like he'll just be, he one of those guys where you just kind of like y'all in the midst of, like in the midst of a Bible study and students are talking and then Aaron like kind of poses a question or he says a statement and it's like, oh man, that was incredibly deep. That's um, right. So Aaron is part of the squad and he kind of handles like all like all of the logistics and stuff. All okay. Work. Um this what's up. Then, Shout out to Aaron. And then you got Big Brother Vaughn. Oh, yeah. We know Vaughn, the big homie. Go ahead and let the people know about my man Vaughn. Vaughn is like he leads us. That's the best. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. Vaughn, uh, he's the OG in the game. Um, like he has been around. Um, and honestly, like he provides the group with like sense of cohesiveness, sense of yeah. direction. Um, he okay. kind of keeps us rooted and grounded, um, leads us. Typically, he leads us in the devotionals, like on Tuesdays that we have before we go out. Um, so, yeah, that's the squad. And we're hoping to get more sometime soon. We'll see. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big squad, though. It is, man. Like, I'm just encouraged to hear. Like, I know you. I know Vaughn pr- really well. Mm-hmm. And just to know and the way that you talk about other people in your team, it seems like, yo, like, this is some of the best and brightest in the kingdom work on this Bennett camp. You know, not mm-hmm. Bennett. I'm sorry. What is it? Benedict. You had it right. Benedict. I said mm-hmm. Bennett because I, I went to school oh. in Greensboro and there's Bennett College down the street. You know, it was an all girls school. So, you know, in college, mm-hmm. we spent a, a lot of time over there. But um, <laughs> point being is that uh, 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 real talk. No, but seriously, man, it's, it's, it's just beautiful to see that you all that could be doing a million different things with your life. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all, I mean, black people, we still on the bottom, but like, it, 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 we, we can kind of write our ticket in some ways right now. If we got a little degree, you know how to, you know, present yourself in certain degrees and all that kind of stuff. And y'all, y'all brothers and sisters was like, nah, man, we're going to use this for kingdom good. Mm-hmm. The next generation of black 
black uh young adults man and so shout out to you and be remiss not to shout out uh our, our other black campus ministers on these uh hbcu campuses laboring mm-hmm. faithfully not the least of which is my homeboy uh cyril chavis oh yeah <laughs> my boo who's out here who's out here doing his thing so yeah man that's that's a word of encouragement to us man just yeah just to know that you guys are like man i'm out here we trying to make it happen yeah and we're doing it slowly but surely and the lord is uh bringing fruit man mm-hmm. amen to that amen praise god praise god mm-hmm. for that Super mm-hmm. encouraging. Can you um, talk a little bit about what it's like <clears throat> at Cola Prez? What kind of encouraging things are you seeing? What kind of struggles mm-hmm. are you experiencing? Uh, yeah. Being new to that church, really. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'd say the most. Um, I think one of the, the biggest positives. Um, haven't been at CPC now for about to be two years near the end of this year. Um, I think it would be the community. Mm-hmm. Um, like even though we are different and there are differences there, it doesn't take away from the fact that as a church body, a local church body, they are heavy on community. They are mm-hmm. heavy on breaking bread together. Um, they are heavy on spending time with each other and loving each other well. Um, and to me, that's been a huge positive being there. And I think that's something that I actually had to get used to. Um, I think kind of, I kind of had the mindset or I feel like I was kind of, I wouldn't say raised with the mindset. Um, but it definitely was kind of like the unspoken traditional Southern, like kind of church was like Sunday and then Wednesday. Um, and that was kind of it. But here, um, I've definitely been my I, I think I feel like I, I've kind of been able to to see that church has been more than just, you know, what you do once or twice throughout the week. But it literally is like this is these are brothers and sisters in Christ. And we mm-hmm. spend like we spend time together and we have our homes opened up to each other. And that's just been kind of like kind of radical, crazy for me to see. Um, but that's been, I think, like a huge positive. I feel like, or I think rather, one of the things that I, I still find um, that I struggle with um, at CPC is still the dynamic culturally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something, just to be honest, um, that just doesn't seem like that's going to go away anytime soon. And yeah. it's not even a CPC type thing. That is mm-hmm. a PCA, ARP, RPCNA, whatever, what have you. That's that that's yeah. going to be across the board, regardless of where you are in a Reformed Presbyterian context. And mm-hmm. so that's still something that as, as much as CPC is trying to push towards um, a more ethnically diverse congregation. Um, and I think that's a great thing. Um, it still doesn't take away the fact that there are so many different things, um, that I still, um, am having to get used to that I just was not raised, um, up around or in and that, and that's just something that Deja and I, my wife, we still talk about. And mm-hmm. like, we were, uh, we were leaving service this past Sunday and the sermon was great. Uh, worship was great. We left. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I still 
on the car uh, in the car ride back home. And then we uh, had some little brunch lined up when we got back from church. And I was like, Deja, I wish they would have sung this song like this today. (laughs) (laughs) I wish they would have sung it like how we used to sing it. And I have to explain what we mean when we say that. Yeah. They would have sung this how we would sing it or how Uh we And it's just little small things like that. And it doesn't really seem like much, but it's like, yeah, you still, it still is like, man, mm-hmm. I, I missed, uh, I miss a lot of that. Um, and so that's just something that I still would say that, that we struggle with um, as husband and wife. And I mean, Lord willing, we'll get there. Um, and I mean, like as a denomination, Lord willing, we'll get there. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, like that's going to take, that's going to take some time, like a whole bunch of time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is so true. I feel like I relate it so much to what you're saying, just in that, just in that little example of like, you know, you could feel so blessed, so encouraged by a service. And and yet you're so like, Ooh, I just, I wish it had a little bit of that, you know, little black mm-hmm. flavor and just somewhere in that mix. And, mm-hmm. and you don't even have to say exactly what, it, what that flavor is, but everyone that like, we all know, you know, like we know what it is when you experience it, you know? Yep. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's so real. Um, So, you know, there are people who listen to this podcast who would be very interested to know how they can follow along, how they can support, how they can, what, what, what kind of information can you provide to let folks who are interested know how to follow you guys? You can go to colaprez.com and you can peruse the website. You can see our team. Okay. Uh, You'll see me on there somewhere. Um, and All right. Please, please feel free um, to, you know, follow us. You can, I know we got a YouTube channel. Um, I guess for, I'm trying to think what would be the best way to like follow our, our uh, Benedict squad. Cause I feel like that would be the most important thing as well. Um, honestly, I have no idea. But if they go to Colaprez, is it Colaprez dot? Yeah, what? it's Colorado. Oh, dot com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me check. Hey, bro. Okay. This what this what I'm gonna need you to do. First of all, I'm gonna need you to step your game up. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let, 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 we done brought you on the airways, and we trying <laughs> to put you on, put you on, get yes. you a, a little bit of coinage. I'm gonna need you to know yes. your cash app address i'm gonna need you to know everything now real talk off the dome off the dome what what we can do Devin, is i do want you to look up the specific link to what you guys are doing at benedict yes and uh just send that to us and um janelle and i'll make sure that gets in the show notes because we do want to make sure that people can get with you directly and at the same time we do want them to go ahead and uh go ahead and check out that cola prez uh uh, page because we know they got some good stuff going on in addition Mm -hmm. to that i want to put a little plug in uh devin because y'all gonna do that little hbcu link thing again in 2022 right that's what i was about to go to yeah all right go ahead tell the people about what the hbcu link is so honestly it was the brainchild of several folks uh cyril I, I think is definitely one of those. Um, mm. And between him, David, myself, a couple of the guys, um, it really was just us thinking about how we, given the fact that it's very few reformed African-American uh, ministries on HBCUs, 
like what's a way number one that we can come together for fellowship camaraderie and two like how can we be better equipped to like take um the con like given the context that we are in how can we be better equipped to contextualize that uh on mm-hmm. hbcus especially for african-americans and hbcus and so like that was kind of like the whole idea and it's still being developed but as y'all already talked about we kicked it off last year and it was mm-hmm. all things considered i thought great Oh yeah. Um, really enjoyed it and mm-hmm. can't wait till this year as well. Hopefully mm-hmm. we'll have an even bigger, greater bigger and squad. Better. But that's gonna be in November. Um and I think is I David sent the the updated like website link today. I think Cyril finished it, right? Yeah, he sent uh David sent it to me today, so it seems like it's finished. Janelle, is is that the final product? I, I think it's still, I think there probably are some tweaks, but yeah. T, I, from what I understand and what he told me today, they're, they're letting folk know about it. So Okay. So this is what, uh, Janelle, I know you can't put, put so much stuff in the show notes. You put everything in the show notes. Nobody going to pay attention to anything, <laughs> but I do think it's important for us uh, if it's possible to put a link uh, to this particular event. Yep. Uh, to If you are out there, you're listening right now, you do any kind of campus ministry uh, on HBCU campuses, this is the event for you. What I love Mm -hmm. about this particular event is that it is ecumenical, right, in a way that I think is a model um, for our denomination, more broadly speaking, that I think there's times and places where the reality is that we're we're pursuing certain demographic groups that overlap with each other. And there's Mm -hmm. just a lot of just practical wisdom Uh, that we can learn from each other, from our experiences, even though we may come from slightly different um, theological camps. So I love that aspect of it. And what I really love about it, man, is your boy Gentino recognizes that, man, he don't need to be the one up here talking about this. He ain't the (laughs) campus minister and he ain't Mm -hmm. black. He ain't doing it on old campus. Mm -hmm. So this this brother, you know, and I think this is um, just a word to our allies or people that are wondering how they can become allies. Yep. Uh, obviously, he's a senior pastor of a church, so he has access to a lot more resources. Uh, but what he what he has effectively done is saying, look, I got a building. I got resources, mm-hmm. financial resources. I got connection resources. But I want to just use those so that y'all can come up with y- what y'all think is going to be best to help encourage these uh, ministers on our campuses, men mm-hmm. and women that exactly. are labeling faithfully on our campus and i tell you i went down last year man i was blown away like mm-hmm. just being in a room seeing all of y'all the content that my yeah. man cyril was presenting you know he's a he's he's all-star uh as it relates to campus ministry laboring real faithfully up at howard along with janelle and some other folks they got on their team i hear we got elbert and karen mcgowan coming down mm-hmm. this year it's about to be big time. We got Byron, Byron and Kim Johnson. I mean, they're on the Mount Rushmore as it relates to <laughs> black folks doing ministry on campuses, man. So this is something right. like real talk. You don't want to miss. It's so big that I'm trying to get up in there. Like, yo, like, <laughs> what? how can I? She I really ain't no is. campus minister. But she'll tell you, I was on the text today. Like, yeah. yo. We got to get up in this joint. It's going to be too live for us not to be there. So, so man, uh, I, I just want to make sure that the people that are listening, if you are part of a HBCU campus ministry, you even have just a desire. There's an HBCU in your community 
and you desire to learn how to more effectively just be a, a like a faithful gospel citizen in your city and your neighborhood on his campus, man, this is this is the conference for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, mm-hmm. man, just encouraging anybody uh, that has the opportunity to check it out. Well, there's nothing else to be said about that then. Wasn't that Amen. good, Devin? <laughs> he, yeah, he just he, did the whole commercial right there, bro. <laughs> hey, look, man. Look, so, I'm going to get that and play it like on like a loop. Like, Did Gentino <laughs> send you a check? Or nah, listen, listen, look, man. I'm just, I look, look, look. I'm just your John the Baptist, Devin. Man, I'm just clearing the way for you, dog. Like, man. come on, man. I'm trying to help you out. I'm throwing that alley oop to you. I'm all about the assists, uh, oh, yeah. not the points. Uh, but real talk, it makes it easy because yeah. I had such a positive experience last year, and I really want to see this thing uh, continue with this momentum and become, uh, quite frankly, a movement, man. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just mm-hmm. excited that you're helping to lead that. Devin was our MC last week he was leading the worship and all that so i got to see him in his pastoral groove so the brother Mm -hmm. got the chops so that was he did definitely did his thing so i was excited about that and like real talk man if you take me out to dinner again i was about to say we can go back to that restaurant hey hey i'll do any commercials you need did y'all really like blue mile or not what yeah, come on, man. It. Come I on, really man. It. It, it, it was the real deal, man. It was I was worried deal. about it. I was talking to was like, you think they're going to like it? Nah, nah. Shout out. What's the name of the yeah. restaurant? Blue Marlin. Hey, Blue Marlin. <laughs> da- it's right downtown Columbia, man. Uh-huh. I didn't even know Columbia is like a real city, dog. Like, <laughs> you know, hey, look, real talk. You know, I'm from the North, North Carolina, that is. But, you know, we be thinking about South Carolina. We, you know, we got a little, we got a little thing with us. You know, y'all ain't got no Charlotte. You, you know, I don't know if y'all touching Raleigh. You know, I'm from the Bull City, Durham, North Carolina. So it's like, I don't know if they got no. But I went down to Cole. I was like, okay. I see them out here trying to do big things. So, so yes. Yeah. Shout out to uh, downtown Columbia. I had a good time in y'all city. Yeah. <laughs> and that is Charles McKnight for you. Hey. No, it was good. I was pleasantly no. surprised. I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. surprised. I was like, yo, I can do this. I can come down with the fam sometime and have a good time, man. But no, y'all got a beautiful city, beautiful opportunity. Um, and the reality, man, is that um, what you all are brewing up in Columbia between the campus ministry work, I know y'all have some relationships with the with the new city church that's down in Orangeburg, right? Y'all got cola on and popping. Y'all are networking in the city, man. The Lord is doing something really special in Columbia, South Carolina, y'all. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. excited to be able to witness it and be a little part of it in whatever way I can, man. So, Devin. It's been great having you, my man. Man, I appreciate y'all having me. This was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, for real, for real. I really appreciate it. You, what your your story? I feel like you know the fact that you grew up in the black church so heavily up until just a couple of years ago is just like super unique in in many ways in this denomination. I think it's good to, for people to hear your story. So. Thank you for sharing that for real, for real. Amen. Thank you. Thank you to Deja for allowing us to pull you away from your, your nighttime. I know, you know, there's Aww. only a couple of hours in a week where you get to hang out after work and before bed. So, you know, you she know. let us. <laughs> no doubt. And she's a school teacher, correct, Devin? Uh, yes, sir. So she in the thick of it right now. She probably in there working on some lesson plans. So, yeah. hey, look. Hey, look, we're, we are grateful for the sacrifice that your unit made, the family unit made mm-hmm. to, for you to be uh, present for this evening. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. 
Appreciate you. Appreciate Appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, lastly, it was just so encouraging to hear that uh, you you made your first step into the PCA because of AAM. And that I didn't know that until this conversation. And that's just super encouraging to me. And it's just another testament of how important it is to have these kind of organizations, these kind of spaces for us Black folk in this denomination. So Mm -hmm. shout out to AAM. (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) uh let's let's go ahead and get up out of here uh thank you again to the people who are choosing to listen to this podcast we really do appreciate you guys between the pew is brought to you by african-american ministries to follow aam be sure to visit our website at aampca.org and follow us on social media at aampca see y'all next time